Hello and welcome back to the Epic TV Climbing Podcast. Uh, Hi. Yeah, hey, I was just about to say, this is Hugo. He's here. He's with me. Hello. Um, How are we doing? I'm, you doing? How are you doing? You right? right? I'm a little bit tired today. Why? Uh, I didn't get to bed before 1.30 last night. What were you doing? I was man? watching Netflix. Um, <laughs> Netflix and chill? Yeah, let's go with that. Yeah, um, yeah it's a busy night. Um, but I'm a little bit tired. <laughs> I'm a little bit tired. But can I say, before we get cracking with this podcast... Um, I just want to say thank you to everyone who's been listening to it because we're getting lots of feedback. Apparently, people are actually downloading our voices and uploading it to their car, as is my understanding of podcasts. Also, what's happening is that you are being quoted. Yes, I am, yeah. Uh, I'd like to make a request. Can I be quoted? You've just got to say something quote-worthy. What was the last thing that you quoted? I don't know, something brilliant. I said something brilliant and someone quoted it. I walked into a climbing gym. I knew that this was my future. Brilliant. You just, look, whenever you want to do a quote, just maybe say, quote, and then say your quote, (laughs) and then close the quotation brackets. Quotation brackets. I really like this podcast. Close quotation brackets. We can work on it. We'll come up with some drafts. Um, Now, look, I am excited by today's podcast because we're going to chat about climbing shoes. Uh, And I feel like I've got a lot to say on this issue. I'm excited. It's all burning up inside me. So should we get cracking? Yes, let's do it. Uh, Cue the jingle. Is there a jingle? There's always a jingle, yeah. We've yeah. got that, that weird one where it goes... That one. That one, yeah. All right, cool. Now, climbing shoes. Look, climbing shoes are kind of vital to our sport. Um, yeah. I, I remember when I first turned up to my first climbing shoe lesson... Sorry, my first climbing lesson. I was like, can I just wear trainers? I've got a pair of shoes. I've got a little bit of rubber on it. And, and the climbing instructor was like, yes, you can do it. But I think you'll find it quite limiting. Mm-hmm. And it's true. We need Everyone uses climbing shoes. Yeah, that's true. I'm just going to move the mic. Is that better? That's better. I like that. Um, if, by the way, if there's any noise, we are in the Epic TV office in the middle of the room. So apologies if someone comes banging in. Uh, and if, if a dog barks, it's Franco. Franco's a good boy, though. Yeah. Um, right. Climbing shoes. I want to ask you, what was your... F- Do you remember your first pair of climbing shoes? Yes, it was a pair of Scarpa Velocity. Oh, nice. Yeah. Which, uh, like, now I, I tried putting them on the other day and they are really horrible. Are they loose? No, they're so like. I think they've like they've got like moisture in them. Okay. And they've like completely, they're upturned mm-hmm. now. Uh, I tried putting them on and they were horrible. I don't know why I got them, but I think they were comfortable at the time. I went into. I remember going into the the decathlon going. I'm going to get a pair of climbing shoes. I basically went in and I got everything. I was like, uh, I need a rope. I need a harness. I need quick draws. I need a pair of climbing shoes. And I just got it all. And it cost a couple of hundred quid. It was great. Yeah. It's one of those sports, isn't it, where you immediately need gear. And that's either going to like throw you into despair if you don't like spending money, or if you're like me and you're a bit of a geek with these things. I loved that. Like, I got a package delivered to my work, and it had, like you said, like a harness and, a, and a shoes and chalk and all this stuff in it, and it was so exciting. Yeah, I like that feeling of when you get it and you're like, I can go climbing now. Mm. Yeah, you're that's ready. a good feeling. Yeah. So my first pair of shoes was a pair of Red Chili Durango. I had to Google this mm. just now. Lace up. Flat profile. Went lace. I went lace, and I went into the field and trek in Covent Garden. Very uh, nice. It was the cheap. It is, and still is, if it's still up there. It's the cheapest outdoor shop, run by very, very grumpy people who don't like customers. It was weird. I mean, like if you work in a very, very cheap outdoor uh, company mm. in the middle of a city, yeah, uh, probably don't treat their uh, people very well. Yeah. No, he was the boss. He was the boss. Yeah. 
Oh yeah, he'd definitely be grumpy. Yeah, he was he was a grumpy man. <laughs> he's probably he was probably on the till and he's probably thinking, why am I here? Well, this I is pi- I pissed him off, which I'll tell you more about in a sec. But you so I'll, pissed him I know I can't believe it, oh can he? I pissed off there anyway. Uh, so I went and tried his shoes, and I remember there were lots of different types. And I was trying them all on. I didn't really know what I was looking for. Right? I knew they had to be a bit tight, but I wanted them to be comfortable, and it felt like a very important decision, especially considering I had no money at the time. I was working two jobs, and they were like seventy quid. I remember this. And that's a lot of money for, for a starting of a sport. And I'd literally done one lesson. So I did one lesson. I was like, this is it. This is for me. I'm going to go spend 70 quid on shoes. That was a big deal for me. Got these shoes, took them home, went to the climbing wall and just felt immediately like I was part of this club. Um, like I, I suddenly belonged. Because before I was in my trainers, I looked rubbish. And suddenly I had these things on my feet. But I bought them too small. Uh, I bought them too small. Ooh. So I went into the, like, my first session. I was gutted. You know when you like... So, you know, when you get a phone or a watch or something for Christmas and then you inevitably scratch it, I felt like that, that sense of disappointment. That was my new purchase. So I had to go back to the shop and beg him to exchange it because they don't exchange shoes. You know, it's like a policy. The grumpy man. Yeah, the grumpy man. It's a general, we don't do this for the Epic TV shop, but generally if you buy climbing gear, in quotation marks, you're not allowed to refund it. What, because it's safety gear? Yeah, but because it was field and track and, and for whatever reason, they decided to be a stickler for this. So I sort of had to beg him and eventually he let me return them. But yeah, it was an exciting moment for me. Uh, Did, when you've, thought they were too small mm. Did, were there not people there going don't worry they'll, they'll fill out it's fine it'll be okay I knew I'd screwed up like really? I knew they were too small to sort of to get past that phase and you've got to remember I'd, I'd had one lesson what did you do in that first lesson when you're like they're too small do I carry on wearing them and I, I, I so it feels so good feeling part of this club yeah. do I wear them for the rest of this hour long session or do I just take them off straight away because I need to get a refund well what I did was, was what I think many climbers would do uh, which is climb for, with them for about two hours and then just like lick my thumb and unscuff them very nice and then put them back in the box and return them and they look probably as good as I mean if you look closely it was quite obvious but I, I was very good at chatting the man up and eventually he let me well, the grumpy man eventually the grumpy you, man, yeah. you got him ungrumpy yeah I, I, I grumpified him <laughs> very nice uh i um where are we going from here well what's next is so we beginner shoes right beginner shoes, do you remember yeah. your step up shoe where did you go from that because we've, we've covered gear shows but what was your first pair of shoes where you're like okay I'm, I'm a legitimately a climber now uh i think probably my katana lace so that was my kind of like kind of my neck my next shoe uh but i kind of went with i went with the black diamond I kind of at the same time got the black diamond, um, what do you call them? Momentum. Momentum, yeah. But I basically got them for free. Nice. I got sent them. Yeah. I basically did a film with the guys from Black Diamond and the main designer. I said to him, look, do you want to send me a <laughs> As you're, you know, you know what happened. Yeah, happens. yeah, I do it myself. But at the same time, around about the same time, I was like, on the Epic TV shop, I was like, the Katana lace looked good. Mm. Uh, and what I liked about the Katana Lace is that they were like, kind of like the Katana Velcro, but they looked a bit more aggressive. So they're a little bit more downturned, bit of lace. And when I got them, I was like, these are too small. Mm-hmm. Got them, put them on. I was like, no, no, these are too small. Because I was used to wearing like beginner shoes. And then I think maybe you probably told me and, and other people at Epic TV and other people were like, don't worry, no, don't worry. They're, they're, they'll, they'll fill out, they'll fill out. And then now, like after having been probably quite a bit too tight at the beginning and now just like, perfect mm. i feel like i could almost steve mcclure them <laughs> and not do the laces up 
and and feel fine just look like kicking around in a bowling bowling gym wearing them. Steve would be pleased to hear that. Like they they fit me so like they fit so well now that I yeah I reckon I could like I don't have to do those. This is a weird thing to say now having had a bit of experience with the stuff. But I remember um, in my climbing wall I had a, a friend called Pete right and he was a, he's a big lad he, he was my not big lad fat he's just a tall man yeah not which, that doesn't make any difference I don't it know why can, I said I mean, that if like the if you if there's a big hold yeah he can, away, he can reach, he can reach it. it he can reach it yeah that's not to do with the story at all but anyway this guy was like he was talking to me this other person he was like well look if you just got better shoes I bet you'd be as good as Pete and that blew my mind because I had no concept that better shoes existed I didn't know. I just okay. presumed shoes was shoes. So this is the second pair? Uh, third, actually. It was the third pair. So I bought a cheap... I just bought, bought cheap shoes. I bought the cheapest pair to start with, and then I bought the cheapest pair the second pair, and they were yeah. rubbish. They were awful. They were scarper. But did you know they were rubbish at the time? No, I just... I didn't like them compared to the red chilies. My red chilies ran out. They broke. But you liked so the I, red chilies? I liked my red chilies, yeah. yeah. They were very soft. They were malleable. They wore in. Yeah. They broke within minutes. But apart from that, they um they were great. My second pair was a disappointment, and I, I, I didn't like it. But I didn't know why I didn't like it. I just knew they weren't as good. Yeah. And then this guy was like, get better shoes, you'll improve. And that blew my mind. I was like, well, hang on, you know, I, I, I thought I had to get strong. Why do shoes suddenly come in? I guess it's like if you like playing tennis mm. and you like start off with that beginner racket and then you like carry on playing the beginning racket, you, keep, you get a little bit better. <laughs> and then somebody's like, why don't you just go and get the graphite, uh, the racket that Andy Murray uses yeah. or the one that Roger Federer uses and you'll probably be a better player. The thing is, it like with everything, you have to equal that um, progression within the equipment they use with what the 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 standard of what you're doing Absolutely. is. And it won't make you better. Just because you get the most expensive shoes in the world, you won't be able to climb AA suddenly. It's no, just, exactly. But it does help your confidence, I think. True. And when I was like, when I bought, when I finally, I actually spent, I'm trying to pretend like I spent more money. I spent the same money. I just decathlon were doing deals on mirrors at the time. They were like 70 quid, bargain. But um, I just felt better. I felt, and, and then I immediately looked down on everyone who had beginner shoes. Brilliant. I was like, you know, when you walk around the gym and you're like, Psh. but that's your right. It you kind know. of is. It is no, a right. You're of passage. Things, then you get to a bit more aggressive and you're like, <laughs> he's a beginner. Yeah, it was awful. I literally went through a phase where I'd look at people's shoes and be like, well, he must be rubbish. And then they kick my ass. Yeah. Inevitably. But I'd have that sense of smugness. Yeah. It? Which is awful to say, but it, I'm trying to tell the truth. The superiority of like, I've been climbing longer than you. So therefore, yeah, I'm in the club. Yeah. Than you, I was like, do you not know the new shoe thing? God. <laughs> yeah, exactly. You could be so much better with new shoes. I'm trying to help you, but at the same time, appear more knowledgeable. <laughs> exactly. But then with the progression, I then went from this pair of shoes and I bought the same model probably four times. What was it? Uh, this Mura. Velcro. Oh, I keep knocking the mic. But a, a Velcro Mura. Okay. Nice and shoe. A, a very nice shoe, yeah. And it had this sail kind under Kind of solid all the way through, isn't it? Quite slightly downturned, yeah. slightly, but quite solid, yeah. yeah. I briefly moved into, into the world of Katanas for one pair. Okay. And then I felt felt like I needed something more downturned. So you but went back to Mura? Then I went back to Mura, yeah. Ah. But then I made a mistake. I went for a pair of Evolve Talons. Uh, and I bought. I, I had it in my head that it was time to get some really small shoes. Like I had small shoes, but it, I was like, I, I need to be better. So I got this pair of shoes. It was so painful to put on. And I pretended like it was a good thing. Mm -hmm. Like and I, I'd lie. I'd be like, like you enjoyed the pain. Exactly. I was like, it hurts, but it's worth it. I went through the front of those things probably within two months. And really? I hardly wore them just because my toes were so wadged in that the second I put pressure on them, it just dug into one specific point. Ow. And it ruined, but it really ruined climbing for me because I felt guilty. Whenever I went climbing, I didn't wear those shoes. I was like, oh, I can't sweat. We'll Oops. beep that out. <laughs> Oops, I spent 
you know, what was it? Over a hundred quid on shoes and I hate them. And it's, there's a guilt. I also think that I, I, I was going to say this after the beginners thing was that getting your shoes too tight is, and you've got experience of this with your friends. Mm. It's one of the main reasons I think that people start climbing and then stop climbing because yeah. they're like, this is rubbish. I mean, first of all, I'm doing something that's completely different and weird. And people are looking down at me with their pair of mirrors mm-hmm. going, yeah, you're a beginner. <laughs> and also my shoes hurt. This is not fun. What am I doing? Whereas the truth is, when you get that first pair of shoes, you just want to get something that is the most comfortable uh, and you're going to feel okay in and it's going to help you just progress. Absolutely. Yeah. Uh, and not have sore feet whenever you go to the climbing mm-hmm. gym. I think it's the same with many things. You, you With climbing shoes, is you, you get something, you take it too far and then you pull it back. So like, you know, I got a pair of loose fitting shoes. I decided I want it tighter. I got to the point where it was ridiculous and then I pulled myself back. I was like, stop being an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. And that did make a difference. Let's chat about brands because there are loads of different climbing brands. Do yes. you have a favorite? Uh, yes, I do. I think I, I think I my favorite would be La Sportiva. And what makes it, is it the shoe or is it the company? It's the shoe, I think. So you don't, so the whole like La Sportiva ethos, the athletes, does that make any impact to how you perceive that company? I think it kind of, it puts it in your mind's eye. But I think at the end of the day, you need, it's so specific what you will fit your foot. Mm-hmm. This is my personal opinion, is that you need to have something that works with your foot and, and works nicely. And and as you say, you have to try like a couple of different things. And when I remember when I first started or when I was about to choose that second pair, I was like, how do people choose their climbing shoes? Because like, surely if there's one pair that's really good for intermediates, everybody should just buy them. Mm-hmm. Like, why do you go with them and why do you go with them? I think this is a good question. The reason I went with La Sportiva, I guess actually this makes it true. The reason I went with La Sportiva is because I thought, they must be the best company because they're they got the best athletes. Mm-hmm. They got arguably they got the they're the biggest company. People are always banging on about them. They got the coolest videos, arguably. Yeah. I don't know. Um, and from my perspective, uh, being a kind of relative newcomer to the sport, I was like, look, if any shoe's going to work, if any shoe's going to be the best, it's probably going to be La Sportiva. And looking at their range i was like i want to step it up a bit i don't want to go straight i don't want to go to katana because I, I want something a little bit more aggressive mm-hmm. so that's why i went for the for the katana lace um but like now looking back at it it kind of is the for me now it's the perfect shoe in that like it has a little bit of downturn it's got laces so it's it's, it's easy to kind of work with it's got a really good heel i feel like super solid in it mm-hmm. um but I can see why people would like use a shoe for a certain period of time and then want to change. Yeah. Because it's like, ah, we'll see what else is out there. You yeah, don't want yeah, just yeah. have the same shoe over and over and over again. But I don't know, like I, um, for yourself, you obviously started off, I mean, like that you obviously started off with the cheapest one, but then that one that you've started to get serious about, you went for La Sportiva Muria, right? Yeah, I think at the time, and we're talking like eight years ago-ish, uh, maybe a little less. Last Sportiva were sort of the brand at that point, and everyone else was sort of trying to catch up. Now I do think people like Scarpa have slightly overtaken them. Uh, same with Boreal. I love Last Sportiva shoes, but they're certainly not the only ones there anymore, as I think they used to be. For, for me, what influences me is two things. One is athletes in videos that affected me. So like, I remember watching a lot of Steve McClure and thinking like those five ten Blancos must be the best shoes in the world because he's the best climber. But also mates influence me and people at the climbing wall. If I'd see a certain brand being worn by good climbers, I'd want to be that good climber and I'd want their shoes. I was really fanboying on people's shoes. <laughs> yeah. No, no, I can see that. Uh, I, 
yeah, no, I, I definitely can see that. I think I also think though that like you say that about La Sportiva, I think still that if you ask many climbers who are just coming into the sport, mm -hmm. they will uh, recognize La Sportiva as the leader. Yeah, they're, they're the masters, aren't they? Yeah, they've been doing it so long. So like in for. It, in every kind of marketing kind of business aspect, if somebody's out there in the leader, the person who has to catch them has to do something extraordinary and completely either extraordinary in the same field or, and so far ahead of them to overtake them or something so different within that that it's seen as like revolutionary and it's 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 totally different and it like it kind of overtakes them in like in a sideways direction. Mm -hmm. So Las Motiva, I definitely feel like are the market leader still and to overturn them, even though if you say that Scarpa are making consistently better shoes I, I i don't know because i haven't really tried the uh, scapa but they have to almost like do it to a like 10 10th of the degree 10 times 10 times in order to be able to like even get up there to the same level i'd say yeah no i, I totally agree with you totally agree where do we go i forgot i forgot <laughs> i had a point i had a really good point in my no, no, it's true. I, I completely I forgot what it is uh when i until i remember it again rubber plays a big important factor within climbing shoes because half of does it for you though what for rubber yeah absolutely i have serious brand loyalty when it comes to rubber okay do you have do you have rubber loyalty uh yep and who's the rubber loyalty? 510 stealth okay i i honestly think it's the best rubber and I think I think other rubbers are similar. And other, I, other rubbers do exist. They do exist, and they are out there. And what's ridiculous is I have one pair of five ten shoes. Which are and I, uh, the Anastasi Pros. I thought you had the Blanco as well. Oh yeah, I've got two pairs of five <laughs> ten shoes. Uh, the Blancos are a bit too stiff even for me. I think we'll talk about that in a minute. But rubber, yeah, for me it was five ten stealth rubber. I had it on my approach shoes. I thought it was the stickiest thing, and it was a mental thing. So I moved from La Sportiva to five ten for a while. So I went the old Anastasis because I honestly thought it was the stickiest rubber, and I trusted it. So when I was climbing outdoors on rock, I was like, when I was sketchy, I'd be like, it's all right, I've got I've got stealth rubber on, and it would give me a little boost. I do think now Vibram have really stepped up the game. I think their excess edge, excess grip is as good. I think they're all pretty similar. You get the occasional stuff like Dark Matter for, for So Ill, which is so new. Have you, have you tried developing. a pair of So Ill shoes? Not properly, no. no. I've given them to people. Um, I'd be interested in trying a higher-end model. I think yeah. their beginner ones possibly fall to bits a little bit too much sometimes. I'd be interested to see what their higher one does in terms of durability. But you're quite an interesting one, I think, because you have uh, a lot of people are like are reticent to change their shoes mm. because they're like that might uh, diminish my climbing rather than improve it because it's an unknown. It's a step into the unknown. Yeah. Whereas yourself, A, you, you're very good at like trying new shoes, but B, you kind of have to do it because we're reviewing stuff and we're trying different stuff. Yeah. What is your attitude on trying new shoes and, and how that affects the way that you climb and your performance. So what I what I try to do for Epic TV, if I give, get, get given a new pair of shoes, I will wear it religiously for everything for the first kind of month. So I'll wear it for indoor training, outdoor bouldering, sport, everything. Unless it's obviously specifically one thing, right? Um, and I will try to wear it regardless of my feelings towards other shoes. <laughs> I just, I'll just put it to the test and try it. Um, where it starts to get me is if I'm climbing personally. And that is a weird one because I have this guilt if I'm wearing a pair of shoes that I'm not testing. I feel weirdly guilty that I should be doing it differently. Um, I have got pairs of shoes. I think currently it will be the 510 Anastasi Pro for sport. I really like it. Bouldering is the Mad Rock drone. But for really soft stuff, the other day I went back to the um, Oasi. No, the Oasi, no, the Itaki. The, uh, the Tanaya. Tanaya, yeah. Oasi. Oasi, yeah. yeah. 
last night, in fact, I was bouldering. They're super supple, super soft. I'm worn into them and I put them on and, and they were okay. <laughs> they were okay. <laughs> they were okay. They weren't quite what I was looking for. But this is the joy of what I do uh, and what I'm allowed to do, which is lovely, is I, I can pick an arsenal of climbing shoes, which most people don't get to do. I'm very lucky. Yeah, no, that is lucky. Um, but th- th- this is the thing. For me, I don't, I haven't necessarily been given those shoes and I don't th- necessarily do the reviews. Uh, but I have the 510 Anastasi, but I'm still like, because I don't necessarily have to do a review, I kind of haven't really used them yet mm-hmm. because I'm like, I like, I feel like I probably climb my best in the the, the Katana Lace. Yeah. And so I'm a bit worried about like then going to another shoe and being like, oh, this is weird. This is going to put me off. I'm not going to climb as well. Yeah. But in reality, I should just go for it. And um, But it's just because I don't get to climb so often. And like every time I climb, I'm like, I want to be climbing as well as I possibly can. Yeah. Uh, and so I haven't had, because they're so different as well. They're like such a different feeling to the Katana Lace. I haven't really climbed in a shoe like that before. Um, so yeah, so that's kind of like, cl- t- trying new shoes, I think is is a big thing and changing brands and brand loyalty. It comes back to brand loyalty, I think as well. Because like, I think I would quite like the the Murids, Las Petit Murids, because mm-hmm. I can see the similarity with them and the Katana Lace. Um, and uh, I, I think if I was going to just carry on just getting Las Petitas, I'd be quite happy to go through their whole collection, just find like another couple of pairs that I'd like for different situations. But then moving to other brands, I think would be quite difficult. And I think probably people do find that kind of issue in that they get one pair of climbing shoes with one brand they want to stick with that brand. Yeah, uh, and I think that's shown, if you look at the last Sportiva range, the fact that they've still got the Katanas and the Muras of old, even though they've upgraded it, you know, they've got uh, Squamas now, they've got Katakis, they've, they've redone them, but they've still got the old models because people are so, they want their old shoes, they don't yeah. want to change. Yeah. And I know, for example, the Scarpa Vapor V, they, every time they upgrade it, they change the shoe slightly. I had the original, there was one in the middle and then there's a current one. So it's like the Scarpa Vapor V3. And they've really changed the way that shoe is. It's now more of a bouldering shoe, whereas it used to be a sort of trad all round everything shoe. And that's quite brave, I think, of, of a brand, just to go like, okay, so we've got this model that everyone's buying. Now we're going to radically change it. Have they discontinued the old stuff? Uh, I presume so. You can still buy it um, and they'll be cheaper. But yeah, I think they've stopped making it. Yeah. Um, let's talk a little bit about cost and about durability, right? Okay. Because I have noticed in the eight years or whatever I've been climbing that climbing shoes have got stupidly expensive. Yeah. There's so much money. Like there are shoes, like the Wild Country shoes, they're like almost 150 quid. But the Wild Country shoes, uh, I, I mean, are we allowed to talk about that? I'm not sure if we can talk about that. Let's just say you can no longer probably buy them anywhere. Yeah. You can buy them in Epic TV Shop though. You can. Yeah. But after that, after that, after we've run out of stock, that's probably it. I think. Okay. No more. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, they're expensive now. They're like high price How much items. How those black diamond shadows? They're like 150 euros. Yeah, something? something like that. The new ninjas from Bo- from Boreal are expensive. And ironically, uh, the more expensive they are, it seems the, the and if you got bad footwork, the the least the less amount of time they're gonna they're gonna last. Yeah, Scarpa Fury at 80. Let's talk about that. The floppiest shoe in the world. I mean, it's an amazing shoe, but it's got like five millimeters of rubber on the thing. I know. And then you tried, what did you try the other day, which is you really liked, was the Scarpa... Drago. Drago, yes. yes. Which is like a high-end bouldering shoe, but 
which is great for like all that kind of stuff. But the, there's there's the bold the the, the rubber in that is going to not gonna last yeah. long. It's almost become a bit like high performance tires on cars. Mm. Like, you know when you see someone with super low thin tires, and you're like, yeah, you could outrun me at the lights, but yeah. for about. 20 meters yeah. and then they're going to explode it's the same i would love to have those shoes but i do not want to buy them yeah it's crazy isn't it like i think most people th this is the thing is like gauging where most people are uh and, and it's we kind of t uh, touched on it last in the last podcast is that you know most people are kind of like uh go to the gym once or twice a week mm -hmm. maybe go at the weekend once they're not climbing that much they're not the high-end boulders Maybe they are, but I don't think they are. Like, I think they're more like 6B to 6C kind of standard, uh, trying to push their grade, trying to get 7A, uh, and then those shoes don't really apply to them kind of thing. Yeah. They want something a bit more hard-wearing that's going to last them. They don't have to pay 150 and it's only going to last them a couple of months. But then the same in the same way that Ferrari are in Formula One because it makes them look good, but no one's going to buy a Formula One car, you know. But people do buy climbing shoes. And people do buy Ferraris. Yeah, well, I'd love to. Yeah. I'd, if I'd you were going to buy a Ferrari, what would it be? I'd buy a Maserati. That's not a Ferrari. No, I know, but I would. <laughs> <laughs> I think what okay. What's your what's the equivalent of a Maserati with climbing shoes? Uh, okay, money, no object. I would go. No, no, no. But like, I'm, I'm saying like, okay, if you if you're drawing comparisons, so oh, okay. Just say like a Formula One is a. Scarpa it's got to be that Scarpa 80. Fury 80 limited edition. You that's know, a the Maserati red one. though. I think Maserati is more like. No, that's more... the Ferrari. I think. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I think fine. I think the Maserati is a bit classier, so it would probably be something like maybe a Blanco. It's got history, it's got pedigree. And it's a bit more solid. Yeah, exactly. It's dependable. It's got four doors. It's not downturn. No, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good analogy. I like that. Um, I talked about durability. We, as part, so we, if you watch Epic TV, you know we have a shop. We get so many people. What? Wait a minute. I know. We have a shop. We have a shop. You can okay. buy your shoes from us, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> we get a lot of returns of climbing shoes. Yes. And there is, there seems to be a perception amongst people, and I get where they're where coming from, that, it, that they expect shoes to last longer than they do. Yeah. And I understand it because if you suddenly, you know, the prices have increased, you're spending 120 plus euros, pounds, whatever, on a pair of climbing shoes. You want it to last, right? But there are some things you've got to consider. Number one, climbing shoes are designed not to last. Like the whole reason your shoes stick to the wall is because they leave rubber behind. And yeah. if you've ever slipped on a wall and you see a big streak of rubber, that's what they're doing. They're leaving a bit of rubber behind to make you stick on the wall, right? They don't last forever. A lot of it has to do with bad footwork. Uh, so if you're kicking the wall, if you're scraping up the wall, if you're dragging your feet, everything I do all the time, your shoes will wear through quicker. Yeah. There are obviously de like defects in shoes sometimes. Sometimes there'll be a manufacturer. You know, if, if, if Las Portivas are running 500 pairs of shoes, there's likely to be a little error somewhere. That does happen. Yeah. But I think people expect too much from climbing shoes. Yeah, we get a lot of angry people mm. <laughs> who are like, give me my money back something's happened in my shoes within a couple of days like yeah okay fair enough we'll probably refund you yeah but uh you know you need to show us very much so that you haven't just gone out and kicked a climbing wall for yeah. a, a week or so done a me lick your finger and scrub yeah it. and then gone right i want my money back because it's come apart because my footwork's not very good but uh having said that yeah definitely things do go wrong yeah. i've seen things being returned you're like yeah that's that's the manufacturing yeah. is, is is not great in that another thing to add on that is that i think the because of the boom that we've seen in the climbing industry uh, the essentially the climbing um, manufacturers are trying to keep up with that boom mm -hmm. we're selling so many climbing shoes yeah and actually the, these companies that are in transition from becoming very very small companies to very big ones even like las Portiva, are really i wouldn't say they're struggling but they are having to work super hard to keep up with 
the demand for their shoes on the market. Yeah. Uh, back to the Formula One analogy. You couldn't take a super soft Formula One tyre out, do a qualifying session, come back and expect your tyres to be the same condition. They're going to be knackered, right? And yeah. there is an element of that with shoes. If you buy the floppiest pair of Scarpa Furious you can and then you know, climb three hours a day, four days a week on really hard problems. Your shoes aren't going to last very long. No. It's worth getting an indoor shoe and an outdoor shoe. I do. I genuinely think that's a good investment. I didn't used to, but now I think if you get a slightly stiffer one for indoors, save that quality shoe for your project. Essential. Exactly. I think, I think honestly, that's important. Tom Randall, I always bang on about this, but he has a method when he's really struggling. When he knows he's physically capable of doing a route, he changes shoes. So he puts on a fresh pair of something or a pair that he likes and it gives him a psychological boost and yeah. that, that does work. Yeah. If I'm doing a project and I suddenly stick on the high-end pair of shoes, you're like, right, that's giving me the extra edge I need to send that project. Definitely. I think we both saw that uh, at the beginning of this year when we, for our send show, <laughs> yeah. we changed shoes. Didn't work, did it? We got to our high points. Yeah, we did. We got further. That is true. Um, it's kind of, I don't know what I'm saying with that comment. I just think, I think climbing shoes are fragile and fickle. I don't go into buying a pair of climbing shoes expecting it to last six months. Expect it to last four months and then anything else that is, you know, it, it, it lasts you more is a, is a bonus. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Um, what else do you want to talk about? I say, it's, it's funny, isn't it? I, could, I think shoes. I could talk about climbing shoes forever. And it's one of those things, if I'm in a pub with a bunch of climbers, that's generally what we'll talk about is climbing shoes. Yeah. Which yeah. is sad, but it is true. Climbing shoes and cams. Because it's one of those things, because you have to replace it all the time, you're constantly looking for the next one. You know, you, you're all, your head's on a swivel. You buy a set of cams, that cam should last you a very long time. You know, 10 years, perhaps, if you look after them. Whereas climbing shoes, every six months, possibly, you've got to change your shoes. And like the geek, the gear geek in climbers, I think, like that. Yeah. Because you're like, ooh, what pair, what pair? So, okay, what, I've got a couple of questions. Mm. What, what do you, for you was the last biggest kind of like uh, te technological development in climbing shoes? Um, I think that P3 power platform that's in La Sportiva shoes. The one they didn't tell anyone about. The one they didn't tell anyone about and then told everyone about as a marketing thing. You can see shoes that don't have some kind of a power platform or a rand built in mm -hmm. just turn up too quickly for me. Yeah. I like having that, that downturn. Uh, that was that was a big development. Um, God, it's hard, isn't it? Because like real innovation with climbing shoes. Because I think what they tend to do is just tweak the design. They just make it gradually better. See, this is my thing. Like, where is when's when's the next big innovation gonna come? Because I feel like there's one coming. I just can't put my finger on when it is where it is coming. Because um, I can't believe that we've reached like the peak of where we're going with climbing shoes. I feel no. like there's more development to come. But it, at the moment, it seems like the last kind of five, ten years has been reasonably perif peripheral. It's been kind of quite, um, what's the word, when it's just about the looks rather than... Oh, uh, ooh, yeah. Aesthetic. Visual. Aesthetic, aesthetic, yeah. It's more like aesthetic changes rather than actual kind of physical, boom, we've got this, this mm. new technology which is going to change the game kind of thing. And that's why I feel like La Sportiva did it. Uh, have always kind of been at the forefront of it and that's why nobody's overtaken them mm -hmm. because they're the ones that have been have made those big developments i'll tell you what it was probably was no uh, no edge technology yes that is a big one isn't yeah. it yeah for sure and that was last sportiva and, and no one's quite nailed it apart from them still no exactly and actually mm. i think apparently Bal apparently baldrini invented it apparently so yeah but when let's not talk about baldrini shoes they're, they're very nice i need to retry them I we, think we might actually have an opportunity too. Oh, exciting because I tried a very old model and I didn't get on with them so I'm excited to try a new model I, I think the current craze is super soft shoes super yeah. soft supple shoes and I tell you what I think is going to change this and this is a bit of a reveal is you and me we saw a very exciting shoe in Warwick recently 
which oh, yeah, was, we did. Yeah, we did. I don't I don't know how much we can say, but we were filming with Will Bosey and he was wearing a new pair of 510 high angles. Okay. I don't want to give too much away, but imagine a very solid front similar to the high angle of old. So thick rubber, stealth rubber, but then no rubber in the midsole and a s soft heel. So it's like a horseshoe with a bendy bit in it. I think that could be the future because I think the smaller the holds get in uh, climbing competitions, the more you want a stiff shoe, but you want that bend. You want the bend for the overhang. And I think something like that, which has gone, okay, we like soft, we like hard, let's combine them a little bit. That could be the next thing we start seeing. Okay. Maybe. That, no, that's true, that's true. I think also the involvement of Adidas with 510 mm -hmm. uh, is something that will... will possibly bring a little bit more clout a bit more i don't know research it's going to go either way people are going to hate it or they're going to accept that adidas have a lot of money to spend on development yeah and love the new shoes r and r and indeed i've been there r and d it's insane their laboratory thing is it there was a guy who was literally being employed to run up and down and kick a football I feel like this What's could be a job. Steve. Oh. Um, Steve <laughs> but he had like Zidane. sensors on him and he literally he just he was just kicking a ball that's all he did Brilliant job. The dogs are out. Sorry about that. There's a dog farm. Dog, yeah. Is it? Uh, that's not Franco. Uh, shall we finish with a quick fire? Uh, you know one of those things where I, I just give you a question, you have to say the first thing that pops into your head and we yes. can tell where you're truly thinking. Okay. Okay. Laces or Velcro? Laces. 510 or Mega Grip? 510. Ooh, very nice. I should have said 510 or Vibram, my bad. Sorry. Uh, slipper or one Velcro strap? One Velcro strap. Boy or girls? Girls. Very good. <laughs> I think about the last one. Uh, multi pitch, single pitch. Multi pitch. Oh, really? Yeah. Very easier, nice. <laughs> easier multi pitch. Okay. Uh, soft or stiff? Stiff. Very good. Um, I don't know why that's good. I, I'm often. I'm, my instinct is to say the first thing that you say. Okay. So if you say soft or stiff, I'll be like, so, and then I have to think about it. Soft, soft. Okay. Uh, and then final question. Las Portiva Scarpa. Las Portiva. Very. Nice. I like that. Do, do you want me to do you? You can. It's quite hard for me to think of no, them anymore. Yeah. I've now, I think I've done them all. Uh, uh, okay, Madrock 510. Madrock. Um, Guide Tenny or La Sportiva Pro Shoe? Oh my God, that's hard. You got to do it now, go. Ah, uh, Guide Tenny. Oh. I don't agree with my own decision. I uh, want the La Sportiva. The uh, TX, TX3s I yeah, want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's oh, I hate myself. <laughs> um, bouldering or sport? Bouldering. Uh, sport or multi pitch? Sport. Trad or sport? Trad. Uh, well, that's interesting. Yes. Uh, ice climbing or skiing? Skiing? <laughs> I hate ice climbing. Um, uh, okay, this is a good one. Mountain biking or skiing? Oh, I nearly said mountain biking, but I think I mean skiing. It's because I am mountain biking currently. It's skiing just... or sport climbing? Skiing. Maddie Groom. Maddie Groom. I don't like sport climbing that much. I'm doing it a lot at the moment, but I don't like it. Uh, okay. Um, Adam Andre uh, Jakob Schubert. Adam Andre. Uh, Jesse Pilks or Jang Jesse Jang Pilks. Gumbert. Didn't even hear the second one. <laughs> <laughs> okay. uh, guys, thank you for listening to this shoe broadcast. Uh, do, uh, if you want, email us at climb at epictv.com. Uh, we're on Twitter, we're on Facebook, we're on Instagram. So comment below, uh, do all the things. Comment below. They can't, they, they can't, well, they can comment below the shared post, maybe. Is that where, where uh, are we going to share it? Well, our Facebook, stuff like that, Instagram. Okay. That's but fine. also, please leave a review on, if you're, currently the podcast is on Spotify and iTunes. It will be available maybe on YouTube soon and some other ones possibly. But do leave a comment on iTunes especially. It does help us a lot. Um, and thank you for listening because I'm surprised you are.
Well, we still don't know if anybody is, do they? No, we know. We've got the stats are in. But we don't know if they're any good or not. What, the, the, the stats? Yeah, that's true. We've never done a podcast, so I've got no idea if however many hours is good or bad. Yeah, it could be one person listening. Over, over and over again. Over, it's my mum. <laughs> is that the same person that's quoting you? Yep. With different accounts. I really want to know what people are quoting you on. Okay, of, of all the things you said today, what is, do you reckon is your most quotable? Oh, God, I don't know. I really don't know. You know what mine is? What? That wasn't Franco. <laughs> what? People can quote me that. That, that wasn't, wasn't Franco. Franco. There you go. That's it. All Thank right. You. Thank you, guys. See you soon. Bye.